Niall Easton, and this is Fully Involved, a Unified Fire podcast. Today we're going a little different direction. We've brought in uh, some of our medical director folks, but first let me introduce who else we have. We've got our paramedic PIO, Matt McFarlane. How you doing, Matt? Doing well, thanks. Cam DeVogue's producing the show. Hey, Niall. And then with medical, we've got Chief Jay Torgerson. How are you? I'm well. Good morning. And you brought Robert Ayers. That's right. Yep. Also in the medical division. Good. And we're going to be talking about the medical director position. Maybe, Chief, talk a little bit about why UFA has that and then introduce your special guest. Well, uh, we have a medical director to kind of watch over us and make sure that we're doing things correctly uh, in the EMS world. So uh, every EMS agency has a a medical director. They're required to have a medical director uh, nationally as well as with the state. And we, we basically operate and function under their medical license. Gotcha. Just so people understand, how many um, paramedics do we have at Unified Fire? And then like what percent of our calls are actually medical versus fire related? Well, in my mind, most of our calls, uh, I like to say 99% of what we do is medical. Um, however, it's not quite that much, but, uh, but about 80% of our call That's volume yeah. uh, are medical calls. Uh, and then, you know, we, we range and vary with the number of, of medics and EMTs that we have, but we have 550 EMS providers wow. that we're responsible for. So we really are like a medical organization in a way. Yeah, it's, it's one of the main things that we do. Great. Well, introduce your guest. All right. Well, this is Dr. Graham Brandt Zawadski. Uh, we call him Dr. BZ. Uh, and we're psyched to have him here. Um, it's been many years, as you all know, we had Dr. Roland for close to 30 years. I think it was 1994 that he joined our organization. It was uh, during the first paramedic school that Salt Lake County ran is when Dr. Roland came, provided many, many great years of service to Salt Lake County and UFA and was responsible for many of the things that, that we currently do within UFA. So we're uh, grateful for everything that he offered um, to UFA and and uh, excited with what what is in store for us now. Um, so at the uh, the process that started with the um, the contract for new medical director was about a year ago. Right now, um, we knew we knew we were going to to put that out for bid. Um, and as part of that process, we reached out to several of our partners, different hospital agencies in the valley, and several p- uh, fingers pointed in the direction of this guy. Um, he came very well recommended and, and, uh, you know, as we were reaching out, a lot of the folks that we currently work with and associate with, uh, um, knew of Dr. BZ, um, from his, his, uh, time that he had been up here previously, he was in Colorado, um, previously, um, but, uh, we're pointing fingers and saying, you got to reach out to this guy. He's going to be a good one. Awesome. How long ago did we bring him in? He's been on since uh, the middle of December. So the process started several months ago, but uh, contracts were signed and everything was in place mid-December. Awesome. Well, maybe go through a little bit of your background and and what led you here. And then I know you guys have some questions for him too. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for uh, for having me, first of all. I'm so excited to be here and be part of UFA. I'm just going to take my, violate some Minor procedure, make sure everyone knows what I actually look like under this. So I'm Dr. Bransawatsky, Graham BZ for short, because it's a long, terrible name. You um, do know we have a grooming policy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to groom for my uh, mask fit test, and but 
Um, very happy to finally get my beard back. So we'll <laughs> see if I have to take it down again for a deployment. We'll see. Okay. Um, yes, that answer your question. Uh, I grew up in Southern California. Uh, spent most of my life out there before uh, you know going to head into medical school and start my medical training. Um, yeah, and uh, finally back out here in the mountains. And California was a great place to grow up, but I don't think I'm ever going back. I just love it out here too much. That's awesome. What's kind of your, was your focus or your background in medical? Uh, so I, so I'm tra- I trained as an emergency medicine physician. So I, I did a med school out in Boston, um, but wasn't a huge fan of the urban center. So I was able to join a rural medicine program and did my, my clinical training in Maine. Uh, so Portland, Maine, kind of based out of there and then doing some more kind of rural rotations out of that. Uh, went out to Oakland, California for residency training. Uh, so I wanted to go kind of back urban just because that's where you get some of the most, the best pathology in terms of EM. Uh, in residency, one of my mentors was uh, a medical director for Berkeley Fire. So he got me excited about EMS. I did a bunch of kind of search and rescue training, crawling around on the air for like this uh, debris field in the Air Force Base. I uh, did some tactical medicine training uh, and got to do some education for medics. And that's really kind of how I got excited about EMS and residency. I'd, before med school, I trained as a wilderness EMT out in Lander through Knowles. And I uh, also did s- some medical training for some uh, off offshore racing teams and, you know, training to be a medic out in the blue water, which is a ton of fun. So kind of combined all that to come out here for a wilderness medicine and EMS fellowship. Uh, so trained under Scott McIntosh, who's a medical director up in Summit County and uh, one of the kind of uh, experts in the field in terms of wilderness medicine. And through that, I just really enjoyed, again, more EMS training and uh, sought out Scott McIntosh and Peter Talak and Eric Swanson uh, at the U and kind of had some tutelage under them and was able to combine all my interests and here I am. So what was it? I'm just curious. I mean, it sounds like the EMS stuff got in your system pretty early. What was it about it that kind of just drew you in? Well, uh, so I kind of come from, you know, my dad's a a doc, he's a radiologist and growing up, I was always around medicine. And once I realized that uh, becoming Indiana Jones wasn't really a realistic career path, kind of thought that medicine was, was for me. Uh, I remember actually I was with my dad and I was kind of doing pre-med courses in which I hated, uh, and I was driving back from college and we saw a wreck on the side of the road and I, you know, suggested, Hey, we should probably stop and see if we can help. And he, he was like, what am I going to do? Mm. You know, read films for them. And so I remember like, <laughs> I have a ton of respect for my dad and, you know, think everything he does, but I remember thinking that I never wanted to feel that way. If yeah. I was going to go into medicine, I wanted to be able to stop and help and sure. I might not ever be the, the final, you know, expert in the line, yeah. but I wanted to be useful wherever I was. So that's really what started it. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I kind of really didn't like a lot of pre-med courses. And so, uh, I was lucky enough to kind of, I, I kind of got away, away from medicine. And then when I got, uh, the opportunity to train as a wilderness EMT and an offshore medic, that's when I got the bug again. And that kind of drove me back into medical school and, and going from there. Gotcha. Okay. You guys have some questions for him? Well, I just I just want to say a couple things. One of the reasons that uh, um, we were attracted to to making Doctor BZ the offer was that well-rounded background. A lot of the things that he's done throughout his career and, and um, uh, the things that he's done to prepare for being an emergency medicine physician lends itself well to the many different areas that UFA. Uh, services. So we are very diverse in in the services that we provide. We have rural areas, metropolitan areas, wildland areas, um, backcountry areas. We have our USAR group, um, our SWAT team, our wildland fire group. So very, very diverse. 
And it seems like Dr. BZ has touched um, several of those areas already and has a background and an interest um, in being involved with all of those. And so with the, with the diverse background that we have, we felt like this would be a perfect fit um, with the things that he's done that he's interested in being involved with. Uh, just made a perfect fit. Oh, it makes sense. So is that what drew you into Unified Fire? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is one of the most exciting agencies I've ever come across. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to work in Colorado after after my fellowship at Mesa County uh, as their medical director, which is also a phenomenal agency. And there's a lot of parallels. You know, they have frontier, suburban, urban, rural, everything, you know, all combined into one. Uh, there's an air med program out there, or a flight medicine program out there, I should say. So I got my feet wet in a system that's somewhat similar, but definitely without, the, you know, it doesn't even match the scope of size, geographic coverage here, uh, and also just specialization. I mean, to be able to work with a SWAT team and a bomb squad and search and rescue and wildland fire and hazmat, it's just, it's so cool to to be able to, you know, wrap my arms around that. It's, a, it's definitely a challenge, but really exciting. And so I, I just don't know of any other agency in the country that has that depth of uh, specialization and uh, scope of geography and kind of all wrapped into one. Yeah, that's definitely us. Um, so I think we've gone through a lot of your background stuff. Um, I know a lot of the medics and captains, pretty much everyone in the field has been asking us, um, you know, what's going to change, how are, how our lives going to be different with a new medical control doctor. And I've been, um, I've been kind of backing them off a little bit from that, but a couple of questions, maybe just very briefly, I know we're going to start developing that, you know, in the coming year. Um, but I wonder if you could maybe just talk about, um, maybe two or three things that you feel like should be focuses or, or focuses that you want to have um, in the upcoming year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's a good segue from the last question too, because there's, there's so much this agency can do uh, and so much we can, we can focus on. So I think in terms of my own priorities, the, the first thing I want to do is just increase interaction with providers. Uh, I think, you know, coming into an agency like this that has such a storied history that has so much tradition uh, are, one of the most important things I can do is really understand, you know, where we are, who we are, uh, and recognize all the existing strengths we have, and then also identify the the, the right areas for growth uh, through that. And the best way to do that is through talking to providers, talking to uh, admin folks, pretty much anyone I can. So looking forward to doing ride-alongs, um, getting our EMS committee up and running, which will have some representatives from different uh, specialties and different areas of expertise in our in our uh, agency. Um, I want to be able to observe and, and partake in some skills training and help design some of that training as well. Uh, and pretty much anything else I can do to, to involve myself a bit more. Um, the, the next thing I really want to focus on, and Rob, as we've talked about a lot uh, so far, is education. Uh, so I'm really excited about establishing more regular education opportunities um, and giving providers uh, more opportunities to get involved in direct education themselves. Uh, starting next month, we're going to start our, hopefully, our uh, ongoing series of case reviews. And uh, those will be agency-wide for all, all providers to, to learn from and, and contribute to. Uh, and the point of those, those cases is to highlight great care, to, to bring up difficult or unclear decision pathways and talk those through that, uh, and, and really identify other like, kind of rare or unique pathology or situations that we can all learn from. Um, so definitely looking forward to folks submitting cases that they think were difficult or exciting or, or uh, really want to highlight their, their uh, contemporaries for the great care they provided so everyone else can learn from those cases. And then finally, I think the probably more complex thing we want to do is uh, create a quality assessment and improvement program. And that'll probably take some time to develop, but really to use, 
to use data to become a more progressive uh, agency and to identify areas that we can uh, create, we can identify areas that where we can improve quality, start tracking quality, and then create both uh, improvement projects within our agency and also regionally that we can contribute uh, to and co collaborate with other agencies as well to bring up the care of the valley to all together. Cool. Yeah, I know we've got um, we've got three cases already identified for the March um, case review, and uh, I guess we'll probably be back in this room doing that probably in the next uh, several weeks, most likely. So those are be good, and then we'll provide opportunities for people in the field to uh, to provide feedback to us. So um, submit cases that they think um, interesting calls they were on, questions about you know different medical topics. I think that'll be super valuable for everybody. Yeah. What format can people expect to see that in when you guys do those case reviews? How are you going to present those and uh, share them with everyone? Well, I think we're hoping to do it uh, in a similar, uh, maybe a podcast, um, something that we'll, we'll uh, we talked about maybe going out to a station and videotaping there. So we would do the review with a crew and then that way that crew could um, ask questions. We could interact with that crew and then we'll present that probably through the target solutions platform. Awesome. I think that'll be really well well received. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be good to get get people involved and know that we're we're going to you know spread around throughout the valley and and uh, yeah provide people the opportunity to uh, to have a part in their training rather than just be told what to do. Nice. So if if uh, crews or individuals have something interesting that they want to talk about, something that was challenging that they would like to review, uh, or something that they just want to say, hey, man, this was this was super hard for us to respond on. We would like to, to have it reviewed or talked about. Um, should they email you? Yeah, I think for now, that's probably the best route. They can just send me an email or call me. Email's better um, because I don't answer the phone usually if I don't recognize the number. So send me <laughs> an email and that way I won't forget. Great. Um, but for now, that'll probably be the mechanism. And then we might get something a little bit more formal going um, down the road. And, and just to reiterate, you know, this is for learning. This isn't this isn't punitive in any way. And all these cases will be anonymous, both you know, obviously from the patient side, but also from the provider side as well. Um, if providers do want to, you know, step up and, and say this is a, our case, and you know, and uh, say you know what they're thinking, their thought process was, that's fantastic. But that's not expected uh, or you know required by any means. So uh, just know that if you are submitting a case, it's it's confidential and, and anonymous until uh, you know you choose otherwise. Great. Yeah. Um, so the other question I have for you, um, and this is kind of, I, I sort of wanted to set a baseline for all our EMS providers. So we have, you know, a new doctor who, who um, is the one who kind of tells us what are our parameters, how, how we can act, what sort of things we have, we can act autonomy within and what we have to ask questions about. Um, I wonder if you can go through some of your main expectations for UFA EMS providers, and that could be any level. Sure. Uh, I think first and foremost, and this I think this applies to any medical provider at any level, is that you, you always do the best thing for your patient, uh, no matter what. And if you're, if you're ever in doubt of what that is, you know, just think about if this person was, you know, the, the family member of your best friend or someone else, or you found that out down the line. If you know, if you were going to tell them what happened, what you did, and you want to be proud of that care and proud of the decisions you made, just keep that in mind. Um, I think there are definitely some situations where we kind of get caught up in, you know certain certain parameters and protocol things like that but if you think just I'm you know am I doing the best thing I possibly could for this person it's always going to steer you in the right direction and I'll I will back you up on that you know in in the down the line um the other thing is you know never stop learning uh medicine is hard and medicine is always changing 
And if you ever think that you've kind of got it figured out, you're probably in the wrong. Uh, and it, there's always something to, to learn more about, to learn more, you know, to do better, to learn more in depth on. So just keep that attitude uh, and it'll, first of all, keep you engaged in your career. And secondly, just, you know, make you a better provider. Um, and lastly, I think it's kind of also ties back to number one is, is just to be honest. Uh, you know, I don't mean that last one to sound negative or to imply that anybody wouldn't be, uh, but what I want, you know, Medicine is hard. Uh, emergency medicine is even more difficult, and pre-hospital medicine is probably the hardest thing I can think of. <laughs> you know, you're just trying to do the make these split-second decisions in a completely chaotic environment that you have very little control over, uh, and mistakes will happen. And so, if they do, uh, we you know uh, we want to know about them. We want to know you know how they happen, why they happen, because the truth is that's you're not going to be the first or last person for that to happen to. And we want to be able to help other providers uh, you know recognize those decisions or those those issues and, and learn from them. So, um, always let us know if you have any concerns or thoughts or something, you know, something happened just, and, or if we ever come to you and have questions, just be upfront, be honest, cause we're all here to, to get better and to, to provide the best possible care. Great. Um, one of the, one of the things that I think was one of our main focuses when we uh, put out this RFP for new uh, medical control was, um, engaged interaction on your part with our organization. We realize that we have a huge organization, like Chief Torgerson said, you know, over 500, um, I think, sworn employees, right? Lots of paramedics, lots of EMTs. So there's no way you're going to be able to interact individually with every person. However, um, shortly, we're going to be sending out a couple of your business cards to every single station um, with a, just a very short letter. So um, I know you wanted people to not um, feel uncomfortable sending you an email or even calling you. Uh, maybe not at two in the morning, probably. However, if there is some weird thing that happens, it's probably probably on the table. Um, but be lo be looking for those um, those business cards should be showing up at every fire station and division here probably in the next two or three weeks, um, and that should have email, phone number, so um, so they can contact you and and uh, just be interactive with our with our crew. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly right. You know, those I'm giving those out because I want people to use them. So feel free to call text, write, you know, carrier pigeon, whatever, uh, whatever you, you want to do to get in touch. Uh, I do appreciate you know, like as the, the memo pointed out kind of business hours, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm working overnight shifts and weird shifts and I've learned to how to silence my phone. So, uh, call anytime if I don't want to be disturbed, I won't be, but I'll, that way I'll, I'll as soon as I can uh, get back to you, I'll, I'll have the notification be able to. So please feel free that, you know, there's no one you have to go through or check in with before, before getting in touch with me. So just, I'm always, doors always open. Oh, and uh, on that note, we are going to try to establish kind of more regular business hours, or I should say kind of office hours here at the EOC. So uh, probably some Thursdays and Wednesdays, hopefully uh, I'll, I'll just be be around if you want to stop in and, and say hi. So we'll get those out to you as soon as those are more established. Great. Yeah. And for everyone uh, listening, his he does have an office. Um, it is in the, the EMS division hallway. It's the one next to mine. So I think the last... Uh, the last office on the left as you walk into the EMS division hallway, that's the doctor's new office. Um, unless anybody else has any other questions here, the, the last thing I wanted to just ask you if there's anything anything else about anything that you just wanted to um, leave our listeners with before we finish up here. Uh, I think we covered most of it. Uh, you know, I just want to reiterate how thrilled I am to be here. Uh, I'm so excited by the opportunity to work with UFA. It's just as I said, such a cool agency, such a unique and diverse agency. I've been blown away by the professionalism uh, of all the medics, EMTs, 
uh, every, everyone, you know, admin staff, everyone I've interacted with has just been so positive, so pumped to, you know, to be here and to to come up to work, show up to work every day and provide great care. So as a medical director, that's just one of the most exciting things uh, you can ask for. So happy to be here, grateful for the opportunity and looking forward to it. Great. Well, it goes both ways. I think we are super excited to have you here. We're excited at the things that you're talking about. We're excited that you're out in the stations and uh, that you're you're wanting to be next to our our providers out there to see what they're doing to to lend a hand. So thank you. Of course, Chief. Maybe this last question's for you because I haven't had a chance to have you in studio since you first started. We brought you in, um, so you've been in a little bit. You've been in what two years? Yep. Okay, so two years. So you've got a new medical director. Maybe talk to our folks about what your expectations are for this next year, what goals you've got as a division, and how you felt it's been going so far. It's been a busy two years, and uh, we've we've certainly appreciated several changes within our division and within the organization. Uh, we've transitioned from the way we license, uh, typically it was a four-year licensure period, and now it's a two-year licensure period. And that's been a big transition for, for all of us. So transitioning into that and ensuring that everybody has provided the training that they need uh, has been a challenge and will continue to be a challenge that, that we will make sure that we are fulfilling. Um, there's a lot of things that we want to move forward with uh, with our new physician. Um, in the, the very near future, we're, we're moving towards the purchase of video laryngoscopes. So that will that will benefit our medic's ability to do advanced airway management, as well as the, the patients who are, who are receiving that. Um, so that'll be a, a big training process over the next year or so rolling out. And uh, I, I think that the dust is settled with transitions and, and uh, people retiring and, and moving into different positions. And so uh, I'm, I'm excited to have uh, a staff here that that uh, is is sound and is going to stay for a little while and and move forward with uh, with some of these things. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it, Doctor. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I know we'll talk regularly because um, we always have something coming up, whatever that next big thing is, or if we ever get over this big thing, we'll, we'll see. Robert, thanks for joining us as well, and and Matthew for Cam DeVogue. I'm Niall Easton, and this has been fully involved. Until next time. From the Salt Lake Valley, this has been Fully Involved. Follow Unified Fire on social media and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening.